everybody. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, July 11th. And I'm excited to continue announcing that Pick 6 is sponsored by... Bud Light! That's right. Share a Bud Light with us. As you listen along, head to BudLight.com slash delivery now to order your Bud Light. Show yourself some Bud Light. BudLight.com slash delivery. I've got mine right here. Enjoying an ice-cold Bud Light with my pals on this Monday, which means it's the off-season. It's a Monday. It means it's time for a... Mailbag! That's John Breach and Ryan Wilson. What's up, boys? So, Breach, uh, Brinson's had so many Bud Lights over the weekend that he thought it was Monday, July 11th. It's July 12th. I said uh, the 12th. Well, you can't blame him, Wilson, because Sunday was July 11th. And that's 7-Eleven. <laughs> and 7-Eleven's always open. That's where Brinson gets his Bud Lights. And he's probably had... Seven plus eleven of them over the past twenty four hours. Who knows? Not seven two. Not between seven and eleven. Seven plus eleven. Or maybe he was celebrating Patrick Peterson's birthday because that was also on seven eleven. There you go. Celebrate responsibly, by the way. Yeah, celebrate very. Seven to eleven beers over the course of the weekend, not seven. The weekend. The weekend. Sure. Why not? Did I really say the eleventh? You did. Uh, my bad. Monday, July 12th. We need to buy Brinson a calendar and put it on the wall back there so everyone knows that he has it. Because I don't even think Brinson knows what day of the week it is until Debo tells him before the show uh, what day to say it is in the introduction. Can you imagine? Like, if Debo doesn't include what day is it in the rundown, I panic and grab my phone. I'm like, and then I'm like, and make one. something up. Yeah. If Brinson wasn't, if Brinson wasn't doing this job, which he's been doing for the last decade, working in sports. <laughs> I envision him probably like selling like expensive cars, like he has car dealership, like working at a Jaguar dealership or something, but always showing up late. Are like, you kidding me? No. If Princeton make- didn't have this job, he'd live in the Grand Caymans betting on golf and he'd have like a, a six million dollar condo. Lackadaisical get- Jaguar salesman? Just like you, you would be like, it, like you would know what day it is. You come in like on on Sundays, even though you don't work. You work Tuesday to Friday, like just like sort of. I sell just enough Jaguars that I don't get fired from my well, you're job. You're good at you're good at talking. So yeah, yeah you're not getting fired. You're, you're you know your your father in law owns the Jaguar dealership, so you're not getting fired. <laughs> you're just in and out of there, riding around a golf cart throughout the Jaguar lot, hitting things. If things get <laughs> if things are real. <laughs> If Brenton didn't have this job, he'd have another job that he's barely good at to keep. That is what Ryan's saying. He's barely good on Twitter. Fan. It's like, what's the worst compliment you've ever received? Well, I think I just got mine. There it is. <laughs> there it what's, is. What's the worst compliment you guys have ever received? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Mine, mine is usually something along the lines of, oh, you look very different than I thought you would. Right. Yeah. Um, that would be mine for you, too. Um, I don't I don't know. I have to think about that. Has anyone ever thought you were taller than you actually are, Breach? <laughs> oh, I get that. That's probably the only thing I ever get. Oh, you're that short? Because <laughs> we, we, we all look the same height on the podcast. Wilson, do people who ever think anything different about you based on the podcast? Really? <laughs> 100%. Someone <laughs> thought that I looked like Joe Dirt in real life, and then they saw me. They're like, what is going on? Of course. Yeah, that, that's not that's, comparing me to Joe Dirt is not a compliment, by the way. So I don't know what the the most. That's why it's the worst compliment you've ever received. But it's not a compliment. It's just like a, an observation that I thought was funny. I, I don't know the the most backhanded compliment I've ever received is. I mean, my the assertion that pe- when people get, say that to me is that, oh, I thought you were be fatter in real life. Yeah. Well, you have a deep voice. Yeah. Uh, are you taller than Breach? Yes. Certainly. 
Yeah. Almost certainly. But your Everyone brother... except for Pete Blackburn's taller than me. And Prisco. And Prisco. Two Pete's Pete's. Are yeah. Pete and Pete and then me. All right. There you go. Okay. So if you want to check out more podcasts in the feed, we have the Super Friends. We the three of us, the Super Friends, rank the division. We do a power ranking of all the divisions in the NFL. Coming up. Oh, we're that deep in July, huh? Franchise tag extension deadline. In the words of Jeremy Piven from PCU, watch out. It's a scorcher. Well, that's a throwback. Great movie. And that deadline's on Thursday. Justin Princeton doesn't have the calendar in front of him. Thursday, July 15th. Thank you, Breach. Let's get to the mailbag. First up, from these guys. Bryson Mitchell, too. Right. And if you want to leave us a mailbag question, all offseason, we'll continue doing them. We'll probably be doing up through training camp just to, you know, keep the mailbag mojo going. People ask questions about fantasy, gambling, uh, your teams, whatever. You know, if you've got a question about a team uh, coming up and you want us to answer it, or maybe about Bud Light, like best place to buy Bud Light, you can ask us that. And uh, Bryson Mitchell says, Benson and Super Friends, number one fan here. I, I do appreciate that every single Apple podcast review is now Benson. I, I, I appreciate it. The, the The dedication to that is is pretty good. Uh, Brian Bryson Mitchell, by the way, from Canada. With all these celebrity YouTuber boxing fights, what NFL starting quarterback do each of you think you could beat in a boxing match? This is a good one. The answer is none because these are all professional athletes. But if you know you don't have a choice, who are you picking? All right, well, you wanna- I've I, I you guys are probably doing this on the cuff because you're not prepared like me, but. I am prepared. Okay. Well, why don't we do a draft? And I didn't use any of the quarterbacks on your list, so oh. I'll I'll go first without stealing anything. You draft pick than, than me, than Wilson. Wilson. Okay. My first as, – as Wilson said, let me just say that if I boxed any professional football player, doesn't matter if they're a quarterback, I would get my face beat in. So now that that is out of the way, I would pick Ben Roethlisberger. What? I think that he's old, he's out of shape, and I could just keep running around and, and make the fight at least last long – uh, maybe he gets tired. Maybe he falls asleep. Maybe he gets hungry. I don't know. There are a lot of variation variables here. And uh, maybe I win by just running around for 12 hours until he's out of it. First of all, he's younger than Breach, number one. <laughs> number two, his his reach is twice as long as Breach's little short little T-Rex. I don't have to land any punches. That's not part of my plan here. You're you got to beat him in a boxing match. You can't fight him to a draw. He's that, that's... Breach's strategies are running around the ring. Like it doesn't say how long the rounds back. are. If the rounds last until someone goes down, I'm just going to just keep moving around and not get hit. You're basically going to dodge his. You're going to dodge his haymakers. He's got bad knees. Try and get in a couple shots and then hope the judges rule in your favor. Yes, exactly. That is weak as hell. That's weak sauce. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I I'm going to go. And again, it doesn't matter because you're going to get your your ace whooped. There's a couple answers that could get you. I'm going to go with, with Brian Hoyer. Oh, uh, starting quarterback normally, but we'll let you have it. No, we oh, won't no. let him have it. No, if he's going to make fun of my pick, we're not letting him have that. I'm going to, we have to be a starting quarterback? Was that the actual question? Yeah, there's bad. Literally in the question. Okay, I didn't read that. I was too busy trying to find a, an easy one. Okay, all right. It's an easy answer because now you don't have to fight all Justin right. Fields. I, I, I know who I'm going with. Breach right back at you. I'm beating the crap out of Andy Dalton in that red <laughs> wig of his. <laughs> like, who would rather fight Ben Roethlisberger than Andy Dalton? And nobody. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind. Ben Roethlisberger lands one punch and you're out. Ben but he has to hit that one punch. 
Uh, so Andy yeah, Dalton's gonna be like, mm, sorry. Yeah, th- sorry. this this is tough. But I'll go with Andy Dalton because I mean, alternatively, if Justin Fields and, is starting for the Bears, it's over. Let me <laughs> like, just I'm say not- that Andy Dalton is six two two twenty. That's his. Roethlisberger is listed at 65240 although it's probably like 260 Roethlisberger is bashing your face in. I don't understand you understand Reece, this you're not going to be able to hit him anywhere like above the the nipple Well I didn't want to use my other answers because Andy I Dalton. felt bad for no it was <laughs> Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott cuz they're coming off injuries Dak Prescott would beat you in a wheelchair <laughs> 100% And he be taller than Watson, Watson, Watson might not be eligible to fight but he might not be a starting quarterback either. We don't know. That's yeah, that's true. Tyrod Taylor. Uh, my number one pick was pretty easy. It was Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Kirk know. Cousins is a bit. Kirk Cousins cooks his meat well done. He cooks he the steaks gray. He does not. Yes, yeah, have you never seen that? They look like rock. Yeah, and he's going to beat you up for making fun of him. He's six oh three, which is a problem. I thought he was shorter than that. Uh, two hundred two pounds. I think I can scrap enough with. I think Kirk Cousins is too mild mannered or too nice where I could scrap with him and take him down. It yeah th- this we're I not mean, a huge underdog going in don't get me wrong we're not beating any of these guys no kidding I'm just trying to professional think. athletes I'll tell you the one that I didn't really think of when I was making my list that kind of makes sense what about Tua yeah like Tua or Mac Jones half a dozen of one what about Zach Wilson Zach he's, Wilson he's the Disney kid I don't know if he looks Zach like Wilson a Disney kid Zach Wilson's mom Zach Wilson's pretty jacked she's like anyone's mom this is <laughs> I, I'm Zach Wilson's mom terrifies me. You watch her on Instagram? No. Oh Lord, you got. I don't follow her. NFL players' moms on Instagram. Have you not? Ta- have you not heard about Zach Wilson's mom? We talked about this, right? I'm surprised. By the way, you didn't want to beat up Carson Wentz and then stick it to Devo. By the way, how much would Devo pay to watch, watch Carson Wentz beat the crap out of you? <laughs> <laughs> A lot. Devo would pay just to have that match well, happen because he would win either way. Thirty-seven. He would murder me. So here, here's the bracket breach. He has to beat Carson Wentz. And if he beats Carson Wentz, then he has to fight Derek Carr. Well, I was going to say, I was surprised Brinson didn't pick Derek Carr. That would that, that was the, if you would yeah, ask me who Brinson was going to pick, I would have said Derek Carr. Derek Carr would have, like, old David Carr and Darren Carr would be on the sidelines, like doing that gif where they're rubbing their hands together, like licking their chops. Be the towel, man. The, uh, the one, uh, Baker oh, Mayfield is scrappy. He what about this? Tom Brady's older than everyone but me on this podcast. I mean, what are my first he, thoughts, actually. He has a bad knee. All right, who's the guy you least want to fight? This dummy said Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott is up there. Dak Prescott's way up there. Dak just had his ankle snapped in half, and he's still recovering. He's already, is this, he's we're assuming the fight's tomorrow. The fight's tomorrow. I'm st- Dak is still one I don't want to mess with. Russell Wilson is awfully short. Yeah, but he is stout. He, he's jacked, man. He would yeah, destroy yeah, you. Yeah, Josh yeah. Allen would destroy you. Like Russell, I, I think well, uh, Josh Allen might be number one. He might be number one, Josh Wyoming Allen. Wyoming guy. He gets to take out all his... Uh, his anger, 6'5", 240. Uh, what about like who, somebody do. you want to fight? Jared Goff? Would you fight Jared Goff? Jared yeah, Goff is on the list. He's on the list. So I think the top guy is, uh, uh, what's his name? Josh Allen. Number two is probably Russ Wilson. Least want to fight. Number two Cam is Russ Wilson. up there. Yeah, Cam Newton's. I'm not fighting Cam Newton. Cam no and then probably match. Lamar. Whoa, like, what about boxing uh, Kyler Murray? No, he's quick. He ran a 4-2, and he'd be... Beating you up like yeah, but he's not throwing Island. a knockout punch like uh, Josh Allen's going to. So instead, you're getting punched 75 times. I mean, I'd rather get punched once and get it over with. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Oh, I, I disagree with that. If you're a if you're like a if you're a lightweight or a featherweight, you do not want to fight a heavyweight. Right, right. A heavyweight is obliterating you just because you can't get any good looks on them. And we're not getting a shot. He wanted to fight. Near- 
He wanted to fight Ben Roethlisberger. I switched to Kyler. I need someone closer to my height. How Breach, I want you to slide a little bit to your left. Slide to your left. Do you have a chair that moves? Is that chair stationary? He didn't know his left from his right. Okay. No. And now put out your arm so we can see it in the full. People on YouTube who watch it. I want, no, no, no. Put out your your right arm. Lean lean down to your left and put out your right arm. (laughs) Down to your left and put out your right arm. I want, you think you're going to punch Ben Roethlisberger with that wingspan? Look at that. Fantastic wingspan. He will get. He won't get through the first four inches of belly fat on Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, you'd have a better chance against Kyler Murray just being able to you know, try and block and, and hold something and try and catch one. What about Matt Ryan? Yeah, I mean, he's like in the Jared Goff category, but again, they're all waxing. He's 6'4", 217. But he doesn't come up. Like, he doesn't seem like someone who's throwing down. As... Dude, 5'9 guys, 5'10 guys are not beating up a 6'4 guy. No one's saying they are, but we're trying to take the the – Lessen the beating as much as possible. So this is the the game plan here. We're not beating anybody. Do you think that it would be easier to take down somebody like Jared Goff or Jared Goff six four two twenty two by the way? Somebody like Jared Goff or Matt Ryan in a UFC style match or a boxing? I was going to say if you can kick him in the side of the knee, yeah, you're not kicking Kyler Murray because he's so quick, or Lamar Jackson, probably even Cam Newton because he's so quick. Is that how is that how I beat Ben then? Yeah, that's right. You had to collapse his legs in, and then when he's down, and he and he collapses on you, and you're done. Well, you got to. Twinkle toes around him, and then once he's down, you gotta you know kick him a bunch. <laughs> I love that we're we're advocating violence on on, on grown men who would clearly. This is what us. happens uh, in the mailbag. Safe to say that the NFC North is the worst, the the most like if you had to fight a bunch of quarter, one division's worth of quarterbacks, or you're power ranking the divisional quarterbacks to fight. NFC North is clearly number one. And Kirk just to repeat, none of us think we could win any of these. Wait a second, though. If it's Jordan Love and Justin Fields, that that changes things. Of course, I'm banking. On, we're talking about starting quarterbacks. I'm talking Aaron about Rodgers. I don't want to fight him again. Aaron Rodgers pulls Aaron, hair. He's a hippie now. He pulls hair. He does the the. You watch him play just, golf. The guy is good at everything. He he so, will get out there and like knock you out with one punch. Good at golf doesn't make you a fighter. I'm just saying he's good at everything. That was my point. Okay, Sam Darnold. We didn't mention it. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're the same guy, twenty years apart. Well, give me the old guy. He's scrappy though. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 6'2, 230. Oof, he beat my ass. Yes, he would. How big is Sam Darnold? It's amazing how much 6'3, 225. I mean, these guys are just big. Yeah. What we need is we need Teddy Bridgewater to get a starting job. Teddy Bridgewater would wipe the floor with you. Yes. And I said Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer would would he'd beat the three of us up by himself. Yeah. Every quarterback, I mean, my, if I if I went over to Mike Glennon's house right now, I was like, Mike, we got to fight. He would beat the snot out of me. Yeah, because those tweets you sent about him the way back in the day. No, I'm just saying we're not. Beat, <laughs> none of us are beating up a professional quarterback. I hope Sean hears this part of it. That's his favorite, one of his favorite experiences at uh, CBS. See tweets about him. Moving along. <laughs> Let's go. Great All daily right. pod it's from Justin Obara in the Ooh. USA. I think Reggie Bush's career was underrated. 88 catches his rookie year and had a few hundred yard seasons. Obviously one of the best college players ever, but do you think he was 10 years before his time where he fits into the league better? Before we get there, I have some breaking news. It's time for the ice cold takes presented by Bud Light. And I have two of them. One, Mm. Reggie Bush wasn't even the best running back in his, in his draft class. He was the third best running back in his draft class. And two, the NCAA needs to sack up and give Reggie Bush back his Heisman Trophy and give USC back their title now that the NIL has been passed because that's the whole reason they were ripped of it from the first place. They weren't cheating, or they probably were cheating, but they weren't cheating. That's not where they were stripped of it. They were stripped of it because of Reggie Bush's name, image, likeness stuff. Give it back. Give it all back, you clowns, you frauds, you losers up there in Indianapolis. Give it back. Wow. 
Hopefully Bud Light doesn't sponsor the NCAA. Conflict of interest. So who is the best running back? Hot. I've been fired. Okay, good. <laughs> who are the two other running backs that you liked in that class? Uh, I was hoping you guys would be able to guess, but you can't. So I will tell you. I don't know. Bring time to guess. I, I can't guess. 2006. Uh, one of them played for your favorite team at one point in time in the second stage of his career, right? Oh, that wasn't. It wasn't D'Angelo, was it? Yes. Okay. It's funny you mention that. I have a, I have a fun fact after the after you named the other guy. And the other one. Breach, you won't get this. Ryan will be able to get this if I. But yeah, he Breach is googling. I saw his eyes down. Who'd you Google, Breach? I mean, there's like 20 running backs in that class. You've got your eyes down. You're clearly googling 2006 NFL draft. I wasn't doing anything. Who did he say? I was <laughs> looking up Reggie Bush's stats to be honest to see if he. And then you clicked through to draft class and found MJD very quickly. But that's correct. Who was it? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Bryce Jones Drew. Oh, right, MJD. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Hey, no. Reggie He's Bush. the sixth running back taken. I could have saying, said anybody above him. So here's the – no, I, th- I agree. I think both those running backs had better careers. Um, here's the interesting thing. At Pro Football Reference, they do sort of a similarity score. And uh, for Reggie Bush, some names we would recognize. D'Angelo Williams was one of the top names who had a similar career to to, Re- uh, to Reggie Bush. Willis McGahee, Mark Ingram, Deuce Staley, all names we're familiar with. So not a Hall of Fame career. I di- It just felt like the hype was such that – Coming out of USC, it was out of control with Reggie Bush. Like he was so good that it was going to be hard to match that at the next level. So yeah, I oddly I th- enough, Reggie Bush's approximate value, career approximate value is higher than all than those Angela guys. Williams. Even but though he lower played, than MJD. didn't see that coming. Oh, that's wow. Why is D'Angelo's? Maybe D'Angelo didn't do a lot as a receiver, but he did. They're, oh, actually, excuse me, they're tied. D'Angelo and Reggie are tied. That's okay. 61. Reggie had fourteen hundred more receiving yards. Than D'Angelo Williams and 600 more receiving yards than yeah. Maurice Jones Drew. And I do think that if Reggie came along now, I think he would be unstoppable because I, obviously, you know, a few teams, especially New Orleans, uh, you know, were able to make good use of him. But because of the way offenses have evolved, we've seen guys like Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, who are just these crazy dual threats. And that didn't exist as much back then. And you look at Reggie Bush, I think his rookie year, he finished with 742 receiving yards. The leading receiver at the running back position, the NFL, had 756 this year. And so I think his numbers would be better. I think he would be, uh, if he had come along 10 years later, I think we're talking about him as maybe not a Hall of Fame running back, but much more than we're talking about him now. But Sean Payton arrived in 2006, I believe. Correct. That's when he arrived. So it's not like the offense changed. Or the way, you know, I'm sure Sean Payton has obviously evolved as a coach, an offensive coach. But I, I, I why didn't Reggie have more success? That's my question. Like, I don't know if the if the air matters as much because he was in the similar offense with the same coach, but he never yeah. sort of. The Saints had gone 3-13 and 13 with Jim Hazlitt the year before. Everyone assumed the Texans were going to take Reggie Bush. That's what I told my Adam Schefter story, where Adam Schefter oh, sent me an email and said, they are not taking, because I was writing for Football Outsiders. He he, he was the first person to dunk on me in the media. He tweeted they're not going to take him, and you... Well, he didn't wrote, tweet. I don't think Twitter was around. He sent me an email privately. No, but he had written a story. You were aggregating it for Football Outsiders, and then he yeah, sent correct. you an email. Okay, clown, watch this. Basically, and he was he was correct. Yes, weird. But he was still an NFL Network at the time. He wasn't Adam Schefter, but we still all knew that he was the, sure. the man. Yeah, I mean, so let's I see. He only he, had two thousand yard seasons, one season at nine hundred eighty six. So three 
thousand yard seasons, but that's also the three game, the three year stretch, 2011 to 2013, where he played at least 14 games every other year. He started fewer than 10 games. So let me ask you this is, and this is interesting. Shouldn't Reggie Bush just have been Alvin Kamara before Alvin Kamara got there? Yeah, Why wouldn't Sean Payton ready for it? I don't think he was as good as Alvin Kamara because the expectations yeah. maybe had something to do. I, mean, I have he no was, idea. He was, in, I mean, he was like coming into the coming out. Pros. But my the point is that I think the expectations, I don't know if that played a role or not, but he was so otherworldly coming out of USC where Alvin Kamara was a third round pick out of Tennessee because yeah. no one expected it. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to make up excuses here. I don't, I don't have a real reason for why he didn't set the world on fire. I mean, Drew Brees' first season with the Saints passed 554 times for 4,418 yards. Like, he was prolific out of the gate. Reggie Bush's rookie season, he had four, uh, excuse me, 155 rushes, six rushing touchdowns, actually pretty good, 121 targets. How many times throughout his career did he have 10 total touchdowns in a season, Reggie Bush? Reggie Bush? Don't look, just guess. I would guess five? Zero. Rushing and receiving like, touchdowns. Ooh, that's crazy. How? That's 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 exactly. Well, Alvin Kamara is just a better player than Reggie Bush. But well, then you also had the Saints backfield was stacked in his early years, and he, I, I just well, don't why think. Draft him? Well, because yeah. there was Pierre Thomas, Deuce McAllister were both there, and that hurt him getting touches uh, on the ground. He was still getting his receptions, and I think maybe Sean Payton just thought that uh, the other guys worked better in what he was trying to do at that point. Do you think that if if you swapped, would, would Reggie Bush have Alvin Kamara's career if you swapped them? I don't think so. I don't think it was a function of being in a in a bad system. Drew Brees was there. Sean McVay. Uh, Sean McVay. Sean Payton was there. The team wasn't as good as you noted, but they, they got better. I just think Reggie Bush wasn't the pro that we all hoped he would be. I Matt, think, Le- Matt Leinart yeah. wasn't the pro we all hoped he would be. He was the 10th overall pick. Or I think there's a case to be made that that Reggie Bush that it's maybe more about Sean Payton's uh, ev- like evolution as a coach because you look at the Saints last year. Drew Brees has been good ever since he got there. I know, but, but Alvin Kamara had 187 carries and led them. You know, he might have let Reggie Bush do that, or maybe Reggie Bush got there and he wasn't ready to be that guy. I but think there's more. T- what I'm saying is though is that there's more teams who are throwing to the running back. You know, back then Sean Payton is still Sean Payton. You know, he might have evolved, but it, it, Reggie Bush could have been on different teams nowadays because... Reggie, Reggie Bush had 121 targets as a, as a rookie. Who do you think, what team in the NFL produced the running back that had the second most receiving yards? Kamara was number one in 2020. In 20, Who do you think was number two? Well, CMC and Saquon were both hurt, so... Probably the Steelers with no running backs. Um... Steelers, I don't even know. Answer. Oh, McCaffrey was hurt. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. McCaffrey was hurt, so it's not them. I'm trying to think. Who would it have been? The Chiefs? That's a good guess. I don't know. It's going to blow your mind. Washington. J.D. McKissick. Oh, J.D. McKissick. Was oh. second. Like, and so when you have a team like Washington, you know, it, it, I just think Reggie Bush could have been successful with more teams. He wouldn't have been locked into one system because as soon as he left the Saints, it felt like that was his only chance you know, I think he went to Detroit. Like he went to Miami first and had a thousand yard rushing season his first year. Was there yeah. for two years, and then a thousand yard rushing season with Detroit, and then limped around San Francisco. And yeah, Buffalo. those years were really good. Those are three thousand yard seasons I was talking about. He had eighty targets in twenty thirteen with the Lions. 
and then his career was basically over. He didn't play much for the 49ers or the Bills. So I don't know. I, I just don't think he was as good as we all thought he was going to be. I, I would imagine Reggie would tell you the same thing. Maybe I think injuries. There's a that Reggie Bush got to the NFL, was famous already, and maybe didn't work as hard. I don't know. Look, I don't know the backstory, but he didn't reach his potential. No, he certainly did not. So there you go. There you have it. So I don't think it's lack of error. I just think that's that a really good question, by the way. It didn't come that together. Fun question. Does anybody disagree with the the ice cold take that the NCAA should give up? Give it back. To I'm the not team. agreeing with that because I'm not getting fired. On give the my eyes back. You can agree with that without calling them clowns and frauds. And oh yeah, crooks. no, that's right. I'm fine. Spoiler yeah, give, give him his Heisman back. I do agree with that. Not the not the name calling and the. Brinson will hand back. deliver it. Yeah. Summer's here. That means only one thing. It's time to stock the coolers and start counting down the days until we can enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light in an NFL stadium again. Oh, goodness gracious. By our count, only 58 days remaining until we can hear a beer vendor yell, Bud Light! Ice-cold Bud Light! Get your Bud Light right here! That's a pretty good vendor call, actually. Help <laughs> you take summer by the coolers. <laughs> I like that. Get ready to tailgate. Bud Light is giving away coolers all every day, all summer long. That's right. Free coolers all summer long. Throw away that dusty old ice box you got you have in the back of your garage and tailgate in style this fall. All you have to do for a chance to win is sign up and enter on BudLightLegends.com. Again, go to BudLightLegends.com. You need to point down, Breach. That's where the that's where the website address is. Oh, I'm pointing is. at the Bud Light bottle. I see that. Oh, uh, I need to point. I need to point like diagonal. I can't even do it. It's so complicated. If you want to check out our snazzy Bud Light logos, go for it. It is... Uh, set up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pick six. And by the way, I went to a live sporting event, went to the Canes, couple of Canes playoff games. I saw you tweeting about it nonstop. I was slamming some Bud Lights there. Good. Responsibly, of course, but, but it, man, you know, they're, they're, you know, the, we're reading an advertisement obviously here, but it's true. I cannot, can you imagine being in an NFL stadium or a college football stadium and just you're standing there amongst people, Watching live football with an ice cold Bud Light in your hand, how good does that sound? Sounds amazing. It sounds delicious. So don't forget, you got a tailgate in style. BudLightLegends.com. Go do it. Go register. There's a note thing, right? Pick six podcast or something. Best NFL Daily Pod. Thank you. Double header. When is Debo going to dunk on Breach because Eagles quarterbacks isn't getting his legs clapped again? Jeez. Like Joe Burrow because <laughs> they have a better offensive line. I don't know if that earned a dunk. That's pretty dark. That is pretty dark. (laughs) Pretty dark. Oh, Uh, so when are you going to dunk on him, Diva? No, Joe Burrow, great, great quarterback. I would love to have him on my squad. Thank you, Diva. That's what I would. Jalen Hurts. Breach would. Breach has been very kind towards Carson Wentz and, and really building him up. And, and I think he believes, like I believe, is going to have a good 2021. So no ill will towards Breach. The other two of you guys have been the uh, the ones negative towards the Eagles and the Eagles quarterback situation. Let me uh, give well, you a little... Eagles should be a little less whiny. Give you a little warning, Debo, because this is what happens. Breach is nice until he gets passive-aggressive. So when it comes to pass that Carson Wentz has a chance to affect the Bengals... Uh, Breach will get very passive aggressive and he will take it out on you and you will you will be surprised, but you shouldn't be because I'm warning you now. This yeah, is incorrect. Will, will, the Bengals and Eagles have tied each other two times in the past 15 Carson years. Carson Wentz plays for the Colts, dummy. 
Oh, well, I know. I'm talking about Debo's team, the Eagles. And also, the Colts are probably going to be the team I picked to go to the Super Bowl. Spoiler alert. So me no, and Debo not. are on the Wentz wagon together. You're not. Get out of here. Stop it. Well, maybe I'm just throwing a curveball to get Brinson to pick them so I can pick the real team I want. No, you try to play my Rams. Brinson's head. You're not, you're not picking them. They're, they're not. The Rams are my team. That's crazy. That's I love that. No, the Rams are my team. Just get Brinson. The Rams are my team. All right, read the rest of the, the question from Epic Dunks, by the way. That's which makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Loves the dunk. Uh, also, if Epic you think dunks. do you think it's logical for these free agents to sign with teams listed by their listed by their names? What deals do you think they could get? KJ Wright with the Rams, oh, Mitch Schwartz with the Jaguars, <laughs> Richard cool. Sherman with the Buccaneers, and Justin Houston with the Colts or Baltimore. And maybe Stefan Gilmore, they trade to San Francisco. Uh sure. What do you guys think about those? So let's see. Uh, what deals do you think they could get? Wow, that's. I'll be honest. None of those deals were on my radar until this mailbag. No, I've been th- I've been talking about Mitch Schwartz to the Jaguars for months. I don't know. Yeah, what talking about that. Yeah. Of course not. Are you crazy? <laughs> I was like, what? I remember that. <laughs> that that's a deep cut. Wow, good for you. Wow. So let's see. Let's start with the ones we we the easy one. Richard Sherman to the Buccaneers. Like I I totally forgot that Richard Sherman was still um unsigned. I suspect he'll sign at some point. I don't know if the Buccaneers make the most sense. I feel like a veteran minimum, veteran minimum deal only because they're so deep defensively. Or maybe like, a, you know, are you paying them more than $2 million a year? I don't know if you are. Um, I think they're probably better landing spots. Like the Cowboys, because they need help. We talk about them defensively. Who's the other team? Saints. The Saints. Um, the, the Buccaneers have the smallest amount of cap space in the NFL right now, so I don't think they're going to go out and try and make a move like that. That would be my take on the Sherman. But I don't, the one I do think that could happen here is Justin Houston with the Colts or the Ravens. I do think that you know you start getting to the end of your career, you want to stay with, you want to make sure you're playing with a contender. Like he's not going to go sign with Jacksonville or Cincinnati, dunking on myself. Um, <laughs> Or the Detroit yeah. Lions. He's not going to go sign with a team unless he thinks he can win. And obviously just spent two seasons with the Colts. So return there, I don't think is completely out of the question. Mm-hmm. Probably won't happen. You know, played for the Chiefs for a long time. So maybe Kansas City brings him back. And then the Ravens wouldn't be surprising at all. So I think that is probably the most realistic. So, by the way, I, I wanted to look this up real quick. So I went to spot track. Richard Sherman, obviously unsigned. We're talking about him. Steven Nelson's still unsigned, which is sort of a surprise for me. The Steelers had to cut him. Josh Norman's still out there. Gary and Conley. So there are a lot of names. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick. Uh, I think Jonathan Jones retired. Preaches uh, old guy. Um, Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan Joseph. Oh, okay. Yeah, we sorry. work Jonathan, with Jonathan Jones. Jonathan. Yeah, I misread that. Jonathan <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, our coworker, you have been retired. Sorry about that. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, he yeah. gone. <laughs> he gone. And then you just mentioned edge rusher. I, I like what you said uh, about Justin Houston. Um, wanted to go play for a winner because it doesn't make sense at this stage in your career if you still have something left just to sign up to play because you don't necessarily want to play with the Jaguars. Um, I don't have any real thoughts on Mitchell Schwartz to the Jaguars or anywhere else. Mitchell um, Schwartz. I... By the way, Melvin Ingram still out there. Olivier yeah, Vernon. Melvin Ingram is still out there. That's a big one. Olivier Vernon's still out there. Melvin is Ingram. Is it the Dolphins and the Chiefs, I think? I don't think it's fully guaranteed that Mitchell Schwartz plays football this year. He was tweeting about his sick house in Kansas City. Oh, good for him. And what's the other one? K.J. Wright. Uh, so, yeah, K.J. Wright's kind of surprised. These, some of these big-name veterans are surprising. Yeah. These dudes are old, though, man. 
How old is KJ? See, 31, 32? 32, probably. I mean, KJ, I mean, the Seahawks were talking about there's still a chance he 31. could return there. He'll turn 32 in July. We're pretty good at that. That's good. And okay. I think KJ Wright also mentioned uh, maybe reuniting with Dan Quinn in Dallas. Cause, uh, Quinn was his defense coordinator early on. That makes yeah. sense. I would I would think that some of these guys for these cases, like a KJ Wright, if you're going to go back to Seattle or if you're going to go to Dallas and sign with Dan Quinn or anybody else or, you know, any other anybody in that scheme and that setup that you're probably not in a rush to sign. This is how how old we are. Like now these names that you see, I mean, you could start an all-star team. So I'll run through the guys that are currently free agents looking for work that I haven't thought about because, you know, we haven't really been focused on free agency for all. Jason Peters is still out there. Tyler Eifert, Danny Amendola, Bruce Irvin, Todd Gurley. Um, let's see who else we got. Everson Griffin, Josh Norman. I mentioned Kenny Vaccaro still out there. KJ right? we're talking about. Avery Williams. Okay, 2013 All-Pro team. Yes, Steven Nelson. I just talked about Richard Sherman. Golden Tate. David DeCastro was just cut. Olivier Vernon. Larry Fitzgerald. We don't uh, know what he's going to do. He hasn't announced, right? Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's still with the Cardinals, I think. No. He is a free agent, but he owns as a owns the Suns, has a small stake in the But Phoenix he hasn't Suns. said he's retiring, right? He yeah, I not. think he'll probably come back on a... Russell Okun, Quan well, Alexander, Shaquille Barrett. Is Shaquille Barrett's a free agent? No. He said he's he But this is a lot of these older veterans like Richard Sherman, Larry Fitzgerald, they sit out on purpose because it's like you don't need to go to practice in June. You're old. You don't want to get your body beat up. No, I get so, all that. But there's some names that I've mentioned that aren't as old as they are. Geno Atkins also is the last one I'll mention. Uh, Jarrell Casey, too. So, I mean, this, this is, a, as you point out, it's an all-star team from six or seven years ago. But just I mean, how the Larry Fitzgerald thing is entirely possible that the, the Cardinals are saying, hey, look, Larry, let's see how training camp goes. We need to see what our roster looks like. I think they've been trying to move on for Larry Fitzgerald for a while. Oh, Shaq Barrett signed a four-year deal. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I just, Larry Fitzgerald I just didn't want to play anywhere else. Um, the, the the Cardinals owner wants Larry Fitzgerald to retire as a Cardinal. So they're, will, they're willing to keep him around for another year if he's willing to not take it. He doesn't need a ton of money. He's willing to just, Yeah, but to preach his point, the fact that he's – Almost the middle of July, and I mean, he was still... calling the the match with with Rogers and DeChambeau and oh, cool. yeah. So. Who played with DeChambeau? Rogers, and it was Phil and Brady. I think that makes sense. Like Rogers has almost made himself into the bad guy of the NFL. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rogers mm-hmm. played awesome. He played. He played better than uh, than Tom Brady. Yeah, Brady had some bad moments. Rogers made a ton of huge clutch spots. Hmm. Rogers was clutch. clutch. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I guess there's. I think. I think the problem with some of those deals is like, does Mitch Schwartz, would he rather go just barbecue at his house or would he rather go play for the Jaguars for five? Oh, finally, dollars? Steph Gilmore traded to the 49ers. Yeah, if Jimmy I, G's involved, sure, but I don't think that's happening. I don't know. Jimmy G's out of the question at this point. They drafted Mac Jones, so I don't think he's. Yeah, I don't think they're going to trade Gilmore. Exactly. I, I don't think they trade him. I think they're trying to win now. And they'll. He's in the last year of his deal, too, yeah. I believe. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, a very entertaining NFL discussion. Just kidding. That was the title of the review for our next mailbag question. A hugely enjoyable NFL podcast that strikes a great balance between football analysis and entertaining chat. The three hosts bring their own distinct qualities. Princeton is an interrupting fiend who does a Jerry Jones impression and can persuade you to believe in almost any team, except perhaps the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Rich knows more about kickers and punters than anyone, probably anyone should, but makes you care about special teams. And Wilson brings a voice of reason and a healthy dose of slightly jaded pessimism to the discussion. Good too when Debo, spelling, eh, close enough, joins in to defend the Eagles. Highly recommended. 
So here's my question, gentlemen. You're suddenly a billionaire. Brinson's golf bets, let's say, have really struck gold. <laughs> nice. nice. And will be the owner of the NFL's 33rd franchise. Where do you base your new team and why? What's your team name? One caveat, you can't pick a city that already has an NFL team. Being a Brit, I'll go for the obvious, the London Beef Eaters. We play in red and gold with a black helmet. And we know how to draft a good guard. You guys can pick a U.S. city, town, of course, but what, what's your thinking behind it? Henry Knight, 82, from, as you noted, Great Britain. Hmm. That's a great question. I, we've, I mean, we've, we've talked previously about where a, a team might be relocated, but this is a slightly different take on that. Yeah, you you're the owner. You win relocation in the city of your choice. Here's the thing: like I hate hot weather, but I part of me thinks like Austin, Texas, might be where you want to go. Your team's going bankrupt. Can I? Why? Just, can I? Just Jer Jerry Raleigh? Jones is running you out of business. He's not letting you move your team to Texas. He didn't care about um, what's his name in Houston, and they were actually successful. The, the Oilers. Oh, the Oilers. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Raleigh, the Raleigh Raiders. We're gonna trade. Well, for Derek you're Carr gonna steal we're gonna their name. Yes, we're gonna trade for Derek Carr and we're gonna cut him. Raleigh Raiders. I told you, and then all these years later, I told you you're getting cut by the Raiders, son. <laughs> it was a no. billion dollar gotums. I think what you do is you go Austin Longhorns, you become like the burnt orange and white. You just just rip off everything, everything and you double up. You make it into a feeder system. Yeah, we definitely are getting some lawsuits lawsuit filed against us very quickly. <laughs> um, Nutcrackers, since we're the yeah, I don't know. Like, what, what's the thing in Texas? The the uh, Austin Long Branches. Long Branch. I was thinking like the Austin, like the uh, the Spurs is already taken. Like I was trying to think of like a Cowboys. Can't be the thing. Spurs. You, I mean, you already sold the Longhorns from Texas. Now you're stealing the Spurs from San Antonio. The Long well, Spurs. Your team is going to be sued out of existence. This is amazing. The Austin Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're silver and blue. <laughs> Any problems with that? Uh, is he would have an issue with that? Um, I have to think about the name. I, 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 I mean, in all seriousness, I would go to San Diego. I think that was on my list. Yeah, that's sort of cheating, but I'll I'll, I'll give it to you. You already said Raleigh. why is that? Why Herbie, is that cheating? Herbie Weather, you become the savior of San Diego. I would call it the San Diego Scorchers. I thought you could say squirrels, which is I was that was my backup name or seagulls. Oh, the seagulls inspires fear. I thought reaching me like the San Diego like I don't know. I, I also Diego, like the San Diego hacky sacks. I like Portland. Portland. And I would call them the Portland Prospectors, and they'd have like a natural rivalry with the 49ers. Oh, that's, that's good. See, that's a good one. Or the Portland Parrots, because I think <laughs> it'd be fun to have like a, an actual parrot at the game. And fans How could can like you go from the Prospectors in that great rivalry to the Parrots. <laughs> well, because like then you get the bird theme, you have the Seahawks up north, uh, up northwest with Portland and Seattle. And like you go to the game, you ask the parrot who's going to win, and the parrot tells you, and then you bet on it using the parrot's advice. Imagine getting gambling advice from a parrot. I mean, this sells itself. Uh, sure Oakland, does. I would go to Oakland and I would call the team. No, you can't use formally. Teams that formerly uh, cities that formerly hosted. Well, I'd call them the Oakland Armada. So, like, make it around like ships. And then I'd make my logo something close to the Raiders, but not close enough that they're going to sue me. And then, boom, Oakland. I would, Vegas go to, I would go to Oakland and call them the Black Hole Suns. <laughs> That's not bad. They just blast Soundgarden every every game as a mosh pit, like crazy in the. Uh, and make fun yeah. of the fact and that Vegas Black Hole in the stadium. Like, yeah, San Antonio yeah. is also another popular destination. Feels like Texas is a little saturated. There's so many big cities. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I was saying why well, there's, there's so, NFL so, teams. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, uh, it, it oh. would be hard to find a spot. What about Honolulu? Honolulu. Ooh. I had that too. That's a good one. You guys are taking all my cities. And if you're the billionaire, you oh, get to go to if I'm gonna if I'm building an NFL team, I'm going to Cincinnati because they don't have one. Oh dunk. Oh, I actually oh, thought Brenton oh, that joke was so oh, lame, I thought Brenton was gonna use it. Normally you don't do the full Dickie V, but Breach is trying to talk and I want to do it. <laughs> really bury him there. Yeah, that, that it's for a name. I don't know for my Austin. Like the Austin Brian Greens, actually something I thought of because of Brian Austin Green. <laughs> that's what actually on not, earth. That's not bad. That is it not? <laughs> uh, well, like two people get it, me and Breach. No one else. You sure that the Austin Brian Austin Greens isn't bad? Well, if you're gonna do that, you could be called the Austin Peas. That's like Austin P. Yeah, I get it. But then it could oh, be you, know, you spell it however you want. Yeah, there you go. It could literally just be the letter P apostrophe S. And Dean Peace has to be the coach. Yeah. <laughs> this is how this is now how we're getting somewhere. This is how someone in marketing gets absolutely eviscerated for right. a terrible idea. They're like, well, it's right. not our fault. It was the owner. Right. That's right. I think the Honolulu team could be called the Heat Wave. Honolulu Heat Wave. Uh yeah. You don't want to say tidal wave because you don't want to wish bad, bad things on the on the island. Yeah, With Honolulu hummingbirds. Days. How about the hummingbirds? Nah, heat waves much better. Hummingbirds. Okay. That doesn't instill fear in anyone. How, I mean, how have you ever seen a hummingbird? What'd you say? Hawks. You have Seahawks. That's and Atlanta Hawks. What Seahawks are not hawks. What is the current? Uh, oh, you, can't the cur- a, you can't have a a freaking monopoly on hawks as a logo. I mean, There's only, you can. Honolulu, <laughs> they'd be fine with hawks. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather be the heat wave. What's currently the softest mascot of the 32 teams? Uh, I don't know what a brown is. The little elf? That's pretty well, soft. That's, that's a name. A dolphin's so, not intimidating. Dolphin's not intimidating at all. Especially now they neutered it without the football helmet. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots, I, I, I get that. I mean, but Cardinal's not scary. Cardinal's not scary. The Packers is like you work in the packing plan. Is that what that, that's based I mean, on? Saints are, what about the Saints? Saints. Um. Ravens, I guess they they're they're scarier than the Cardinals. Washington football team has no name. <laughs> the Titans, what does that mean? What does Titans mean? I mean, isn't a colt basically a baby horse? Yeah. By the it, way, it, when the Titans, is, I mean, a baby, a baby horse, horse isn't that intimidating. When the Titans probably announced the, ba- their... the Honolulu baby horses. <laughs> My God, okay. that's it. We just figured it out. What about the Honolulu heifers? <laughs> eh. Like, I, I don't know. Either dolphins. 49ers isn't particularly menacing. It's just people no, that are looking for gold. In sure 1849. Uh, um, Steelers, isn't that scary? Yeah, but it, it, I don't think they're last. Like, they're not in the bottom three. No. It's uh, so Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, t- Lightning Bolts, and Broncos. Those are all out. What's what are Eagles, what are, Browns? We can consider, yeah, 100%. Dolphins is in the mix. So, Browns and Dolphins. What's a Titan? Uh, oh, I got one for Austin. I got one for Austin. What the Austin Armadillos? Oh, they're gonna say Aardvarks. I was gonna because there's with Armadillos them. in Texas. All right. It's a great mascot. I mean, is win. the Green Bay Packers scary? Well, it's, I no. think you work. You work like in the packing, the meat packing plant, or whatever. Oh place. no! Look, a meat packer. Right. Yeah. All oh right. no! Look, someone who's putting meat into I a mean, casing and shipping it working, out to America. That could be scary. So I think this is the, the takeaway here is that there are a lot of like not scary names for mascots in the NFL. I might move. Um, I might. Oh, you know what? My team. I move my team to uh, Branson. Already moved. Missouri. Branson call the Will, call the Will Bransons. We get it. Branson Brinsons. That's how it works. Oh, no. Here, you move your team to Benson, North Carolina. Done. Oh, there we go. 
Benson's really gets a couple of markets. Get Wilmington, get Raleigh. The Benson's. I think the answer is either the Saints or the Cardinals for weakest mascot. Uh, yeah. And again, Broncos aren't menacing, but in in the list of NFL names, they're they're doing well. Like, who would you least want to fight? The answer is, I think Cardinals. Sure, but like the Jets, does that? I mean, Cardinals are the size of Breach's head. Yeah, I mean, you want to fight a Jet? That's probably. I mean, the Cardinals probably have longer arms than Breach too. They do a better job against Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Like the New York Giants, that's just a lazy. That's a lazy. Like, uh, what do you want to do? Yeah, let's make them big monsters, not giants. Let's get, I got, I got to lunch. The giants. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so but I'll a giant say, could be I'll a person like somebody who's nine foot ten. Yeah, you don't want to fight a giant. Yeah, so you don't want to fight a Seahawk. You don't want to fight a Ram. You it's either fight the Cardinal. Brinson's right. You're the Cardinal or the baby horse. You don't no, want to. Yeah, the the answer is Cardinals. If you beat a, yeah. you beat a Cardinal up with a with a broom handle. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I've been attacking a robin in my backyard. I'm like, look, dude, you get any closer, I'm going to beat your ass. What if it poops pro- on you? And the problem is that it started as a St. Louis Cardinals and maybe the Cleveland Cardinals before that. So they just were too lazy to change the name. A Cardinals like, aren't scary. Like, you Breach, if you're. Up, you can beat up a priest pretty easily, but it'd be a, easier to fight a Cardinal than a priest. priest. Oh, my God. Breach, if you're starting the team in Arizona when you're bringing the Cardinals over from St. Louis, what are you calling them? Or not uh-huh. St. Louis? Or yeah. all the good names are taken. The, the Coyotes, is that taken? Yeah, that's what the hockey team's called. Uh, yeah, he's like, all the good names are taken. Coyotes, that's it. Is there is Roadrunner? Is Roadrunner taken? No, I'll call him the like Roadrunner. Arizona Meat Meeps or something like that. <laughs> like, meat meat meat. Uh, that's pretty good. That wasn't bad. Next up, email. Oh, this would be an email uh, from Matt Grace, presumably the former Chicago Cubs third baseman. That's third Mark Grace. Grace. So maybe his son? Oh, uh, Mark Grace. Hey, I love Matt. Mark Grace. You're welcome. I love Mark Grace too. Do you play third base? No. God. First base. No. He was left-handed, and he he did this. He he didn't wear the. Well, I can't give. You, he didn't ever wear um batting gloves, which was weird. Even hundred percent. Look it up. The Google any picture of Mark Grace. There's no way he's wearing batting gloves. He's a first baseman. Yeah, I just told you that. Bad left-handed. I don't know. He may have been right-handed thrower, but he was bad at right. I'm pretty sure he's left-handed catching too. Um. All right. I lost my lost my train of thought there. I don't have Apple Podcasts. He is from uh, Australia, by the way. Love our Australian audience. I don't have Apple Podcasts, so I can't leave your review, unfortunately, but five stars all day if I could. Firstly, don't listen to the haters, Brinson. Keep those betting tips coming. I like Kedon Slovis for the Heisman at 31 to 1 and some value. I agree with that. Writing it from Melbourne, Australia here. Love listening to you guys in the car and to and from work. I've been a big NFL fan for about five to six years now, Vikings, but I learn something new every time I listen to your podcast. That's Yikes. Nicest thing I've ever heard. On to my question. There have been quite a few Aussies make their way to college football as a punter, obviously because we also have Aussie rules football where we kick a similar shaped ball. And as you know, a few are floating in the NFL at the moment. Michael Dixon, Mitch Wisnowski, etc. Other transferable skills from Aussie rules to the role as a punter would be tackling, catching. So, okay. So to ask the actual question, do you think there is room, provided the quality of punting is equal, as that's obviously the primary role, for the role of the punter to expand and that the college or NFL scouts should potentially push more resources other than the program called Pro Kick, which is here but relatively unknown, towards Aussie football athletes as we can potentially bring extra elements to the role. Hold on. Again, this is all in the base that our punting skills is developed to a level which matches your level of punters over there. Looking forward to hearing your opinions on this. And again, keep up the great work. Can't wait for the day and get over to the U.S. and watch a game. Awesome. Does it look like the NFL will ever bring a game down here, unfortunately? Cheers, guys. Regards, Matt. Never say never. I'll just say this quickly. Um, Johnny Hecker is Wait, probably. On. Oh, sorry. He added tackling, 
Oh, he had a, he had some he had some more details about tackling and catching that Debo pulled out for the succinctness of the email. I was going to say Johnny Hecker for me before Breach actually gives the informed response is probably the best example of a punter that can do more than one thing because he was a former quarterback. So I don't know if the tackling and catching is immediately transferable because I don't think you want your punter getting hurt if he's playing um, on coverage units for the the kickoff team, for example, or if you have him running out to to catch passes. So I, I think maybe Breach to to widen your horizons as a playmaker in the NFL, other than punny, you might need to be good at throwing. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that would help first. Let me just say, Matt, thank you for writing uh, what I'm going to take as a special teams question because it's about punting. We don't get a lot of those. I'm always thrilled when they come in. And I'm especially thrilled when they're from Australia because I love Australia. I love kangaroos, koala bears, wallabies, all of that. Uh, yeah, you didn't name one single mascot one. potential teams that would be a koala bear or a... Oh, because uh, none of those teams oh, are in Australia. Oh, Why would a United you know States what? I'm team... I'm my team to Melbourne! <laughs> and what do you guys would be called? The Melbourne Koala Bears. <laughs> the Melbourne Crocodile Hunters. That's done. not intimidating. Nobody's intimidated by a koala bear. You, Why are you hunter. insulting koala bears, Breach? I mean, they're adorable. You'll have the most adorable team mascot. But All right, answer the question. Uh, I think Wilson hit a lot of this uh, on the head with what he said. If you have, so we're talking about, there's three punters, which is crazy. There's only 32 jobs and three of them are Australian punters with Dixon. He mentioned Mitch Wisnowski and also Cameron Johnston. And so these guys have had a lot of success in the NFL. We've seen what this, what our, our, the guy who sent the question has mentioned is that the, Michael Dixon, Wisnowski, they've made some huge tackles. Go on Google, look for these hits that they've made. I mean, they don't back down because sometimes on a punt return or kick return, you'll see a kicker or punter back down and kind of, uh, I'm going to use my bunny quotes, try to make a tackle uh, or they will do some sort of soccer slide where they try to trip the runner. So uh, <laughs> the Australians don't do that. They go straight in for the hit and try to make the kill. Uh, but Wilson hit the nail on the head here. The bottom line is that no matter how good a punter is at other things, whether it's throwing the ball, running the ball, is that it's not going to change much because no coach in the NFL is going to risk getting their punter hurt as long as the roster, as long as you only get a 53-man roster, you're not going to have three punters on your roster. And so if you only have one punter and it's one of these Australian guys and you want to start running it with him or, or having him in on tackles, then you risk him getting injured. And then if he gets hurt, you're down to your backup punter. Well, nobody has a backup punter. It's usually your kicker. They're not half as good as the punter is. And now you're at a disadvantage. Um, so, and as Wilson mentioned, again, somebody like Johnny Hecker is a good example because that is the one thing you do. If you have someone who's skilled at a certain thing, you could run more fake. So that opens things up because, you know, the Rams love to run fake punts with Johnny Hecker. And so I think we saw Michael Dixon actually run a fake punt out of his own end zone one time on like a fourth and 12, and he rushed it, called it on his own. Didn't, didn't even the, the sideline didn't even call it. And he ran it because he's used to running with the, uh, the old rugby ball and the football. So, uh, yeah, so I think you could see more fake punts. But other than that, I don't think you're going to see a big change ever at the punting position. I do think it's interesting. We, did we talk about this on a podcast breach about the Aussie stuff? Uh, we talked about it recently. What was it? I can't remember if it was on a podcast or not. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Yeah. It was the kickers well, podcast. When we ranked the kickers, yeah, and punters. Yeah, the kickers and the punters, which if you didn't listen, I get it. It's kickers and punters. Kick, and, and it was on a holiday. Nobody. I'm not offended. That's right. Um, kind of well, offended. There's been a ton <laughs> of Aussie rules punters coming into college because they haven't used up their eligibility because they're from Australia and, you know, didn't go to high school in America, et cetera, et cetera. Didn't go to college and then figure out they wanted to punt. So these guys can come over from Australia, go to American college 
and punt as Aussie rule, you know, punt as Australians. And the college coaches have been enthused about them coming over because they get, um, they get the opportunity to utilize, you know, more veteran punters versus young punters. And so uh, as a result, these punters are sort of infiltrated college football and then infiltrated the NFL level. So I, I don't know. I mean, I do think there's a possibility that that pipeline opens up further as the, like if the punter pipeline opens up and it, that creates a further opening for other players. That's a possibility. I think there, I don't know if it. And so I think guys would come down, watch Australian rules, punters play and say, Oh, these guys can do other stuff. Let's take a look at what the Australian players can do in the Aussie rules football. Maybe it'll carry over. So I think, yes, that could open up. I would guess that the NFL is in the same way that, you know, there's not a game being played in Australia yet, but there should be that the NFL is probably so hyper-focused on, England and other international spots that Australia is not the primary target right now, but hopefully it will be in the future would be my guess. And one issue with putting a game in Australia is the fact that they are uh, 14 hours ahead of Eastern time. So you're literally flipping time. I mean, we talk about the struggle of going to London and coming back and getting adjusted. Now you're, it's twice as bad going to Australia because your body thinks it's daytime and it's actually nighttime or it's nighttime and your body thinks it's daytime. So it's not easy to get used to when you're there and then you have to readjust when you get back. So, yeah, um, as they like to say in Australia, that would be un problema. Right. And, and you know what, though, is the one thing that <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Reese is like, yeah, right. Reese is well, playing I was along. Go, oh, no, I was going to go. Spanish. Well, the one thing when they were talking about putting a game in China a couple of years ago, they said if they were going to do it, it was going to be the opener, so the teams would have ten, you know, like go there beforehand, and then you have ten days before your week two game uh, to get readjusted. And so I think that is about the only way you could do it. So you could put an opener in Australia. Yeah. Agree. All right. Anything else? Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Another <laughs> on the Bobby. And while you're there, the Bobby, make sure and crack an ice cold Bud Light. Thanks to Bud Light for sponsoring the podcast. Thanks to you guys for hanging out with us on a Monday. We'll be back tomorrow and every day this week as we get closer and closer to the NFL season. Talk to you guys later.